All right, everyone. Before we kick off today's episode, we have to introduce you to our incredible sponsor, Champions Round. Competing with friends in fantasy doesn't stop at the final whistle. And on Champions Round, you can take your fantasy game to the next level since they are the micro-fantasy sports platform. Champions Round is the only round-based fantasy sports game with four to six week long fantasy competitions. So they break up the season into small chunks, giving you more chances to draft the perfect team and of course, to win. You can do your mock drafts, play PPR, play with friends, with family, or even us. Play with us, your draft queens. So go on, download the Champions Round app right now and use code DQ when you download. This is very important. It's very important. Use code DQ when you download because if you do, you get $22 free. And that's $22 like the king, Derrick Henry. Download the Champions Round app on the App Store or Google Play Store to play today. All right. And now let's get into today's episode. up everybody it's your draft queens kate michelle and oh my goodness michelle you're gonna hate this episode because it's week seven and before we talk about week seven you know what we do at the top of every show oh there my cat knows cat toby knows you hear my cat do his little meow trill toby knows toby knows you heard that little meow (laughs) we talk about week six how how would you like to Do best have to? address this? Yeah, it's the elephant in the room, and I'd like you to start. Oh, I can't <laughs> even believe that this is happening. It's happening. <sighs> I'm sorry. The silver, the silver lining here is I am still in second place. However, I am no longer undefeated, Mm-mm. and I lost to my lovely co-host, Kate Walsh. And when yes. I say I lost everyone i mean i barely lost by a hair it the final score was 129.38 for me qb sneaky 129.50 for kate tighten up your face mask (sighs) disappointment for me (laughs) is an understatement (laughs) so okay can we, I just tell everybody how terrible this was, though? The numbers yes. don't even tell how terrible it was. Uh, they do. They do, no, but they don't. You, you should tell everyone how terrible it was because Ugh. I knew, I Ugh. knew this was going to happen. I knew it was going to happen this way. This is when, these are the days where I'm like, fate and people are making a plan for us is a thing because... There is no other way that this matchup ends this way in 0.12 of a point differential. There's no way. There's no way. It's just, I mean, the long and the short of it is going into the Monday night game between the Titans and the Bills, Kate was beating me by like approximately 40-ish points. Yeah. And I still had Derrick Henry and Buffalo Bills D to play. And is that not when I texted you <laughs> and I said, uh, I said, this is going to be brutal and I know that I'm going to lose because 
Derrick Henry, of course, is going to go off against the Bills. And lucky for me, you had the Bills D to counteract Derrick Henry. So in my head, I was thinking Bills D, super great, playing against Tennessee. They're definitely going to give Tannehill a hard time, but I thought that Derrick Henry would still do fairly well. I definitely wasn't expecting him to go off for three touchdowns and 143 yards. Thank you, Derrick Henry. Um, So in my head, I was like, okay, if Kate's up by 40 and I've got these two, they could easily go like 20 and 20 or 10 and or 10 and whatever I needed. It could have happened. It could have happened. But I was not feeling very optimistic. Fast forward to the end, the end of this game, because Derrick Henry's God, Derrick Henry scores the his third touchdown of the game. And I'm like, that's it. I just fucking won. I open up my app. I'm like, I just won. He just got in the end zone. That score put the Bills D in the in the zone of 28 to 34 points allowed on the defense. So him scoring bumped my bumped me up. I was winning for a second. I don't know if you looked at the score, but when he first scored the touchdown, I was beating you by like a point barely. And then when it registered and they kicked the field goal and the Bills were losing by more, I got a point deducted and that's where it ended. So I did beat you for like 30 seconds. Oh, whatever. I was, I did not not see that, but I will say the (sighs) thing that I kept coming back to, the thing that I kept coming back to over and over and over again is that if he fell forward one body length, you would have won. Fact. That is true. Here's the other fact. And I screamed the F word more times in one <laughs> night than I probably have in my entire life after this. So after after this happens, and I'm like, oh shit, it's really, really close. But there was still some time left. And I was like, okay, there's still a chance. Like maybe something will happen. I barely need a point. There's Almost a chance. Did. Almost did. So Tennessee kicks it off. Wouldn't you know it, Buffalo runs it all the way back, 101-yard touchdown kickoff return. Guess what? Flag. Flag on the play. Flag all the way back. So, and then Buffalo drives down the field. They could just kick a field goal and go to OT. And I'm like, well, OT is going to save me. If they go to OT, I definitely win. Nope. They freaking go for it. They don't get in. So this was the most stressful Monday night of my life. And every time I look at this matchup, I just cry a little bit on the inside. So, okay. Does this type of a showdown give you like, because some people thrive in this, right? I was dreading this. (laughs) And and the Titans are your team. So like. I was going to say, there's a few reasons. I was dreading this because A, I knew that those 40 points would be made up by Derrick Henry on the ground versus the Bills. Obviously, they're not throwing the ball against Bills D. That's number one. Number two, I'm a Titans fan. And if you are playing a Titan, (laughs) it really sucks to be sitting there. I was sitting on the couch, and I wish we had, like, a YouTube channel. If I could only show you my face. When he would score his three touchdowns, it was like, "Mm, mm." Just nothing, I know. (laughs) Not, Not sadness, not happiness. Just true neutrality. Man. That shit really. And then between that and then the last drive for the fourth quarter where 
they didn't kick a field goal. They went for it on fourth down to try and score another touchdown for the Bills. I mean, uh, my, my heart, I, I'm, I've grown weary of this, Michelle. I'm weary. Oh, my God. I'm weak. Well, here's the good news. Your Titans won. I yes. can't believe it. Hell of a game. They pulled it out against Buffalo. I did not see that happening. Um, I finally had the old offensive player against your t- defense really bite me in the ass hard this time. <laughs> That's for sure. That's right. Um, but you know what? I'll give congratulations Congratulations where congratulations is due. You did win. You had Dak Prescott. He threw 445 passing yards. Not too shabby. So congrats to you, Kate. I have... It's taken me at least a week, but I, I'm mostly over this loss. Yeah, well, thank you for the congratulations. It was a hard-fought battle. Uh, you definitely had me with massive agita on a Monday night, <laughs> so thank you for that. I think it's only fitting that the DQ showdown was as close as it was. I I thought it was an epic showdown for the ages, and we'll get each other again in a couple weeks. So, uh, whew, hopefully... If we make it all the way to the end here, that's that's the goal. That's the that's goal. That's the goal. Well, guess what? Week seven is going to be a real bitch to get through, and we'll get into that for a minute. But, Kate, as per usual, I have yeah. to ask you, because this is just what we do. This is what we do. I just want to know if you had just one thing that you wanted to share with everybody this week. Uh, I do. I do. I, I have two things, but the second thing I'm saving till the end of the episode so i have a fun announcement at the end of the show but that is not just just one thing that's my just second thing and that now you have to listen yeah now you have to listen yeah yeah yeah, it's gonna be worth it i promise uh and you'll you'll find out why because this just one thing with kate is for today we are announcing our winners of our Champions Round Seven Stakes Contest. And uh, if you're not familiar with the Seven Stakes Contest, Michelle, I know that you entered on our behalf. I know, and I didn't even win on our own behalf. What a loser I am. I, I kind of <laughs> feel bad that we entered on our own behalf, and this was our own sweepstakes. <laughs> well, it's not like you can cheat and know the answers, but basically Champions Round does this really cool thing on their app where you could do all these, like, little prop bets, all different kinds of things. Like 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 you would normally only do in the Super Bowl. I'm a huge prop bet person in the Super Bowl, but not during the regular season. So this is actually really cool that you could do it during the regular season. But we picked a bunch of different things, like, you know, how many would, – would Derrick Henry be between, you know, 150 or 200 yards, and how many points would they score, and, and yeah. all this kind of stuff. So we chose seven of those cool little prop bets. Champions Round posts it up in their app. Uh, everybody picks – what they think is going to happen that week um, for the, for that week. And uh, and now we've got two winners to announce. And we do. The, the, the giveaways are pretty cool for these these two winners. They get a choice of a signed jersey from the king and aforementioned Derrick Henry. The fucking king. The king. I know. this. That's kind of why I entered. I thought maybe we, if we won, we would get it. But, you know, whatever. Um, a signed jersey of either Derrick Henry or Jonu Smith to one of these first and second place winners – um, should we announce who they are? I think we should. Do you want to right. announce the winner or do you want me to do it? I don't know. <laughs> I could do like a, I know you'll probably do a better, uh, drum, a drum yeah, roll. In, yeah. You in want me episode. to give you a drum roll? Yeah. Can you do a better one than me doing it uh, on my own? Okay. Ready? <laughs> and the winner, first place winner of 
the Champions Round and Draft Queen Seven Stakes Competition is. Wow, that was impressive. Gio Flores, what up, Gio? Gio, <laughs> aka username Sperky. Let's go, Gio. You can be just like the King Derrick Henry. You can also be like his former teammate or badass Patriots tight end, Jonu Smith. You can win either of these jerseys. You take home whichever one you want, sir, madam, or otherwise. Let's go, Gio Flores. All right, way to go, Gio. In first place, Kate, you want to give him a second place winner too? Because there are two jerseys here. Yes, I do. In second place for the <laughs> Champions Round and Draft Queen Seven Stakes Competition. Today we have... Dawson Newendike. Yeah, Dawson Newendike, a.k.a. Big Beefy 50. Sounds like a big dog like Derrick Henry. Let's go. Oh, my God. Kate, you know what? If all else fails in your career, I think you could definitely do the sort of like announcer drum roll thing. Like you could just do that left and right. You're telling me that my next career <laughs> goal pre- should be the drum roll. For I, thought it was, I thought it was a pretty good. You're, you're a pretty thank good you. announcer. You're a pretty thank good you. announcer. Thank well, you. thank you to our friends of Champions Round for including us in the seven stakes contest and congratulations again to first place winner Gio Flores and second place winner Dawson Newendike. We appreciate y'all for playing along. That's absolutely right. Um, so with that being said, I mean, I think we should, um, we should go ahead and get into our start and sit um, because this also has to do with champions round and champions round, who is the sponsor of these seven stakes and will, you can win these signed jerseys from Derrick Henry and Jonu Smith alongside the Draft Queens and Champions Round if you download the Champions Round app. Um, what you can do on Champions Round is basically play four to six week micro fantasy sports, and it's a lot of fun. Um, it is week seven. If your fantasy team right now on ESPN or otherwise is not doing super well and you're down in the dumps, you're two and three or you're two and four, you know, you have a losing record. If you want a fresh reset, go download Champions Round and download on the App Store or the Google Play Store um, because you can re-enroll and redraft a fantasy team. So go ahead and download that app, Champions Round. And when you get in there, use the code DQ on your home screen. That is DQ as in Draft Queens. And when you use that code, you can get 22 free dollars like Derrick Henry, the jersey, that Geo, or Dawson just won. And uh, you can get 22 free bucks. So you can bet on certain teams, you can bet on certain sports, and uh, you can have a better time with fantasy sports. So Download the Champions Round app, our sponsor for this. And uh, with that being said, I think it's worth getting into, as always, the noteworthy injuries for Week 7, Stardom, Sit'em. Who is still sitting, Michelle? I mean, I think the biggest one to, you know, to talk through here is is CMC, like Christian McCaffrey. I think on the last episode we were we were feeling like he was coming back and then, you know, kind of 
feels like a little bit out of the blue. Um, you know, he was forced to sit last week, and uh, he's still going to be out for another couple of weeks here. So, um, luckily, Trevor Hubbard has been kind of picking up the slack over there. Um, but CMC owners, man, he's still out for another couple of weeks. And while these are not injuries to report, everything that I'm reading this week, like every NFL meme, every fantasy football meme, every everything is about how terrible this bye week is. I'm seeing people calling it buy a get in like this is like the worst bye week of all time it's the bills the cowboys the chargers the vikings the jags and the steelers it's just insane like i literally every meme that i have read is just cracking me up about this because it's like i was talking to my husband and he's like i might need to just play without a defense because i'm not willing to drop any of my 12 all-stars that are on by this yeah. think about it you, that's the I know that's pe- I know that's I know people like Stefan Diggs C.D. Lamb Dak Prescott Josh Allen Justin Herbert um uh Mike Williams Austin Eckler Dalvin Cook <laughs> Najee Harris all these guys like all these guys are not playing that is so scary it is and it makes the waivers even scarier if you're trying to stream people. Everything has just been scary this week. Everything has been scary this week. So, um, but don't man, be scared because we well, are going to make this happen. Um, the obvious place to start, as we normally do, Michelle, is with running backs. Um, I just, I would like to call out just a cool sneaky pickup that I had, but is going to be worthless by the time you hear this episode. Demetric Felton, who is a running back and wide receiver, is playing when we're recording this. Um, No longer available, but perhaps next week we'll get back to him. Um, I do think that in terms of running backs, Michelle, that I I was looking at J.D. McKissick, I really was, uh, to potentially replace slash supplement Antonio Gibson what do you think about JD McKissick because it's been a minute since I mean I feel like we haven't talked about him since last season of draft queens yeah we haven't really talked about him that much obviously Washington's been doing a lot through the air Antonio Gibson's been doing fairly well over there but he does have a calf shin injury so he is a bit banged up they play Green Bay this week which probably means they're going to be playing down most of that game I, the thing I like about J.D. McKissick is he's a, is a really strong pass catching back. So mm. if you do have Antonio Gibson, you're probably still playing him because he's not out of the game. You're just it's a little bit of a gamble because you hope that injury doesn't get any worse. But um, J.D. McKissick, I think, is again all these guys that we just and all these teams we just said that are that are out this week. Like he is probably available in a handful of leagues he could be worth picking up like I said I think they're going to be playing from behind against Green Bay he can catch the ball which is good if anything happens to Gibson he's going to get more of you know more of the looks there so I think he's a good like streaming option potentially you know for for this week I do too I do too I was taking a look at him um although I've had a lot of difficulty streaming running backs for my own team so um barring our waiver wire is rough. It is it's, rough out there on the on the Draft Queens League. Well, that's why I'm saying wire. like that's I picked sure. up Demetric Felton and I feel so bad that it's it's useless information at this point by the time you're hearing this on a Friday morning. So, um anyone else that you feel like was is 
very useful this week that might be available or is a definite start? I mean, definite start, certainly not available at this point, but if you have them, it's a great week to have them. Daryl Henderson on the Rams playing the Lions this week. This matchup is unbelievable. Oh, yeah, big time. Uh, you're going to hear us pretty much name uh, every single person on the Lions this week against the Giants as a good start. But again, with all these bye weeks and uh, plus injuries, you know, if you've got some of the, the guys on the Rams, it's a great place to be in because they have an incredible matchup against the Lions. So I think Daryl Henderson's mm-hmm. going to have a, a big old game. And while we're talking about decent uh, matchups, um, Arizona, I think we're going to talk a bit about those guys this week too. They're playing, you know, Houston, everybody. Uh, everyone's <laughs> favorite team to play against. They're playing Houston. They are still undefeated. This offense is incredible. Um, clearly, uh, this this game is going to be one that I think they just steamroll over Houston. Um, and so I think a lot of points are going to be scored by Arizona. Uh, so I do like the idea of a James Conner. Like, again, with all these guys that are out and all these injuries, James Conner might be available and worth a pickup. Maybe you already have him definitely worth plugging into your lineup this Mm -hmm. week because he first of all he's good regardless but second he's playing on an incredible offense against a terrible defense this week and who knows that might just mean some increased looks for him while they while they pack it on oh for sure and we'll see if that is implicated by chase Edmonds or not just keep an eye on him and whether or not his shoulder injury actually remains a shoulder injury because he hasn't really gotten many touches since uh, as of when we're recording this show. So if he is, whether or not he's playing in limited capacity, um, should be interesting alongside James Conner. So I'll be curious too. Um, And I also, if we're moving right along into quarterbacks, uh, just for due diligence here, I, I had an interesting pickup this week. And uh, I'm a little, I'm a little wary, but I'd like your take on it because I streamed a quarterback in the absence of Dak Prescott, who is sitting in uh, Week Seven, Sitageddon, or whatever you called it, Armageddon, Armageddon, Biageddon, Sitageddon, whatever you want to call it. It's it's a very rough week for buys. <laughs> yeah, horrible week for buys. But in any case, um, I I'm having a tough week too. So I just streamed Tua. Um, and I don't really know how that's going to go against Atlanta, but I feel pretty good about it. I like it. I think he's a good start this week. Um, I think that when he came back last week, he looked pretty strong. Yes, I understand they lost the game, but I don't think that was on because of Tua playing a bad game. Um, he looked, he looked pretty good considering he was out for the, you know, the, the early part of the season. Uh, I like the matchup against Atlanta. Um, yeah, I think two is a great option for this week, knowing some of these big guys are out. And I have been hearing rumors that 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 uh, the Dolphins are looking to maybe pick up Deshaun Watson. I don't know how true that is, um, but it, it seems like, and I think that the Dolphins have said this before, you know, they're sticking with Tua. They couldn't stick with him before because he was injured. Now he's in. He's got to get a little momentum. He's got some good guys to throw to. They need to establish the run game a little more. But I think... Knowing guys like Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, <laughs> and Justin Herbert are all on by this week, and you're yeah. looking for a QB, I think two is a good one to to put in there for for this week. I do too. He had 23 points on his first day back, half PPR. So I'm into that. I'm into it. <clears throat> Who else do we look at here? Do we stay in the South and talk about Sam Darnold versus the Giants? Yeah, let's talk a little bit about the Carolina game. I mean, what are, what are your thoughts and feelings over there? I like this call. I like this call too. 
Uh, I was actually, I was debating between streaming Tua and Sam Darnold. I just can't believe that I'm endorsing Sam Darnold, but he, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I was on the fence. I would probably pick up Tua if given the, given the option in any league, but I also like the odds of Sam Darnold versus the Giants. I mean, there's really no way around it. Uh, and he's been looking great all season. He has fantastic targets to look at, like the DJ yep. Moores of the world. Um, just in general, I feel very good about Carolina, and I think there's no better opponent than the Giants. Yeah. Sorry. I, I, I know. I, I definitely agree with that. I mean, I think a lot of people thought once Christian McCaffrey was out that Carolina didn't stand a chance, and I think they've proven otherwise. So imagine yes. when they do get him back, that team's going to be – that team and Sam Darnold are going to have even more value than they already have considering Christian McCaffrey catches passes. But mm-hmm. I like I like the Sam Darnold matchup. One that's so obvious, and if you have this player this week, what an incredible week to have him because there's a very good chance he could get you like 40 points for fantasy. As he does. Um, as he does is Kyler Murray against Houston. Literally, I think I will mention an Arizona player in every single stardom category. Sorry, not sorry. I, I just – I mean, this guy has had multiple games where he's thrown four touchdowns. He's already had a 400-yard passing game this season. I just feel like this is the game. I mean, what do we saw? We saw last week, you know, Dak threw 445. I mean, I feel like this guy could throw like 500 yards in this game. I feel like they could just go off. So, um, man, I am very jealous of anyone that has Kyler Murray. You're obviously starting him, but hell of a week to have him in your lineups because of this killer bye week situation that's happening. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think he's I think he's just going to go off entirely against uh, against Houston this week. I love the idea of that. I also um, I also really love the idea of uh, my newfound favorite player in fantasy which that is a, it's a high accolade. So this person had better live up to it, but I'm a big fan of AJ green. I've got AJ green sitting (laughs) on my bench for so freaking long. And, uh, he comes in clutch last week, week six with 17 points sitting on my bench and my ears perk up. Uh, so I am, I will be curious for strength of schedule purposes. Uh, he's, they're playing Houston this week. And for some reason, your Yahoo app will tell you that that's a bad matchup. I can't speak to it because I think it's a great matchup. I think AJ Green is a total start and will be very exciting for week seven in my humble opinion. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Maybe it's a Kyler Murray and AJ Green sort of connect if we're talking about starts for wide receivers. Yeah, I mean, look, they say that A.J. Green is very boomer bust. If there's ever a game you're going to boom, it's it's against Houston. So mm. I, I agree with you. I think he's probably a guy that has been snatched up in a lot of leagues, and you've maybe been a little weary of putting him in your starting lineup, but if there was ever a time, I think it's now. It could be now. As, as could it be, I mean, what do you think about if we're talking QB to wide receiver with Kyler Murray and A.J. Green, how do you feel about Jalen Waddell uh, receiving from Tua? I like it. I think, look, you know, two is just getting back into the lineup, but I think that, you know, this is, this is probably the strongest receiver, you know, that he's got, he caught two touchdowns, you know, last week against, um, you know, Jacksonville. So again, in the first week or that two is back, you know, those are the touch. That's where he's been throwing the touchdowns. So uh, one would lead, it would lead you to think between Devonte Parker, Preston Williams and Jalen Waddle, like, I like the Jalen Waddle, 
I do too. I like that pick. Yeah, I, I like that pick the best. The other guys are a little bit banged up. And while, you know, Tua's starting to establish a little bit of trust there already. And I think that goes a long way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there are also a couple obvious starts. I mean, I watched the Rams game last week and I was really impressed with Cooper Cup and uh, Robert Woods. So I um, I would say that they are obvious starts just given how great they looked last week and how great they look every week. Although Robert Woods, I've heard, has been a little bit boomer bust. I don't have him on my squad. I haven't kept like a magnifying glass to him, but. Yeah, I mean, look, I think they're both great options this week. Again, you're probably playing them. These could be some really good DFS starts this week as well, uh, along probably with Matt Stafford. It's really all about that Lions matchup that they have. You know, the Rams offense mm. is explosive and the Lions can't win a game. So this is this is another one of those dream matchups similar to this Arizona versus Houston, you know, game that we're talking about. Odds are you've got all those players in the game for the Rams and for the uh, the Cardinals. And frankly, like we don't talk a lot about it, but these are great DFS picks for this week because these are just incredible matchups. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Now, we should also talk about tight ends because this does with uh, – oh, God, it's the third time I'm forgetting. Um, not sit, sit Mageddon. What is it called? <laughs> By Mageddon. By Mageddon. Okay. With By Mageddon, tight ends are really, really hard <laughs> to come by. As if they weren't already terribly hard to come by. Now this, it's even worse. We could have led with tight ends this week because I feel like everyone's <laughs> streaming like crazy. Um, I will let me let me just continue the trend and also get your opinion on something that I did that was very, very Sneaky. Oh, okay. All right. Yes, I love it. So I'm gonna. Is this a sneaky stash? This. I don't know if it's a sneaky stash or if it's a stoopy stash. We'll see. (laughs) So, tight end wise, I uh, I was between Mo Alley Cox on Indianapolis because I also streamed Carson Wentz and I'm very pleased with that. Good work. Um, I also have been really enjoying, as we said, the Cardinals. And so in my other league, it's a fab league, and I have $100, and I've spent $0 because I was saving it for bye weeks. Saving it. Smart. Smart girl. What can I say? I'm not all looks. These looks are for radio, but that's okay. Um, (laughs) I was saving all my fab dollars, and I am thinking of spending half of those dollars on Zach Ertz in his debut in Arizona against Houston because Dawson Knox, who is my starting tight end, has a broken hand. No idea how long that's going to last. It was a good two weeks, but I think I have to drop him and use all of my money on Zach Ertz. What do you think? I don't hate that. I I, I think that I think that Zach Ertz has started to look he started to look better as of recently against, you know, when he was still on, on Philly and then you queue up this trade. And I mean, this is an explosive offense, like I said, and I think, I think people are going to be excited that he's coming on board, which means they'll probably run some plays specifically for him to get him excited and acclimated to Mm -hmm. be on this new team. So I, I think he like for sure gets in the end zone this week, which I think makes him a great pickup. Okay, so you are not opposed to me having already bet, and I mean, my waivers process tomorrow morning, so by the time this episode airs at 8 a.m., this will already be live, but 
is it stupid that I'm using 50 fab dollars on Zach Ertz? I, I've never done a fab league, so I don't really know if that's too much, but I think he's a good person to spend the money on, if that helps. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's my feeling on tight ends. And if you can't get Zach Ertz with your fab dollars, Moa Allie Cox may be available. Um, anyone else that you might recommend for the people? Yeah, I mean, everybody's been talking about Ricky Seals-Jones on uh, on Washington. He found the end zone last week. He's been uh, he's been definitely a, a, a go-to uh, tight end over there now that Logan Thomas is, is on IR. Um, they got a tricky matchup here against Green Bay, but again, I think that means they're going to be playing from behind, which means they're going to have to find the end zone somehow. And, you know, this guy's been, this, this guy found it last week. And so I think he gets the looks and again, <laughs> knowing it's slim pickings out there, I think he's a good one to snag if he's still available in your league. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Uh, I think we're going to blow the lead here. <laughs> and last but not least, I didn't even realize this, but I, I'm holding true to what I said I was going to do. Uh, Arizona D versus Houston, period, end of story. I period, dot the end. Said, it said in, in very obvious terms, if you have Arizona players or defense, you're starting them this week. Yeah, that's, that's full stop, period, dot the end. Now you know how to start. Let's talk about who to sit because there's a lot of people that I just am not loving. Why don't you kick us off because I've done a lot of talking for starts. So look, I realize that we have talked about buy in a million times, which means it's probably more interesting to listen to who you could start or stream than it is sit because it's like you're not even afforded the space on your roster to sit anybody at this at this point. No, you can't. It's tough. It's really tough. Like odds are you have at least one or two guys on buy this week, maybe more. And it's you have to play. The, you have to play whoever else you have anyway. If you have these players, this is our recommendation of who you should sit or not pick up. I think Devontae Booker is a huge bust. I said this, I think, when we talked about Saquon a couple of weeks ago. I don't like the matchup against Carolina. I don't think the Giants look great. I understand he's the number one running back there. If you're stuck, okay, at least you know you have a number one guy, but he ain't proven to be doing much over there. And so unless you're stuck, I don't think this is a good play this week. No, I don't think so either. And there's going to be a trend here throughout the rest of our sits that let's just, let's blow the lead. Giants, Jets, Bears, and <laughs> to a certain extent, the Seahawks, you know? Like, without Russell Wilson cooking, those are mostly the players that we're about to tell you not to not to start. So I mean, that's the thing. Like, with all these buys, you really have to, like, kind of look at these matchups, you know? And so this, the other sit that I feel in the running back, you know, uh, spot that, that makes sense is Jamal Williams. Like, Jamal Williams on the Lions, they, they play the Rams this week. Like, I don't think that's a good matchup. So no. I, I realize it's it's slim pickings out there, but, you know, you now you have to be really, really smart about who you – you know, are kind of subbing in for these buys or who you're using in your flex. And there's some really tough matchups this week. And and the Lions versus the Rams is is one of those. Mm-hmm. I was almost discerning about, um, about starting uh, TJ Hawkinson this week. But then I remembered that nobody gets nice things like tight ends anymore. So I'm starting him, <laughs> uh, even against the Rams. But I'm a little yeah. scared about that too, which totally agree with Jamal Williams. Um, in terms of quarterback, so... <laughs> Let's just go ahead and keep it in the tri-state family. <laughs> and 
I don't even have anything to elaborate on. Zach Wilson is the worst quarterback in the NFL by far. Maybe, 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 maybe. <laughs> where, where possibly with tied with Justin Fields. Possibly a little bit better, but possibly a little bit worse. I don't know. Zach Wilson sucks. I hope he gets dropped next year. He looks like he's 10 and uh, more power to him. Like, I, I think he needs to, like, just redo high school and then come back to the NFL. Hate Zach Wilson. Horrible Jets quarterback. Somehow beat the Titans, but we don't talk about it. Um, he's going to get demolished versus the Pats. Where yeah. I get hung up on the other end of that spectrum, Michelle, is Zach Wilson is horrible on the Jets. Do we do we attribute the same thing to Daniel Jones and the Giants? Like, what happens here? I mean, look, he's not nearly as bad as Zach Wilson, but he also is not doing very much. He has not thrown a touchdown in the last two games. That's terrible. He threw three picks against the Rams. That's also terrible. He's barely getting any rush yards, which we all know he is capable of doing, but he has not done that in the last two games. They have a slew of injuries on the Giants in the wide receiver and the running back position. And they play Carolina, whose defense isn't like super strong but like still they're not they're not that bad so I don't know we talked about you know Kadarius Tony last week then he got injured I just like don't see how Daniel Jones could have a good game this week I don't see it I don't get it I sorry, thought New- sorry about... New York <laughs> no no I think you're you're right I'm trying to figure out the right way to quantify this because I did I mean I was looking through the shitstorm of quarterbacks I could have streamed this week. And thank God someone we were playing, and I'm not going to call this person out, but someone we were playing dropped Tua and picked up Deshaun Watson. And that I would have either had to choose between not Tua. I'd have to choose between Deshaun Watson, who is not a solid quarterback right now at all. not on a Not on a team, not rostered, not guaranteed to play, or Daniel Jones at the top of the stack. It's that bad right now. It's hard out here, folks. It's hard out here. (laughs) It's rough out here. It's rough. So I feel the pain, but I I do not think – I totally, totally agree. I don't think Daniel Jones is worth it because he's been so boomer bust. He's been like high 20s, and then all of a sudden he'll score eight points. It's not – worth the risk on daniel jones definitely not i totally agree apologies to my new york brethren but no zach wilson Mm. daniel jones are not starts this week i mean i cannot believe that i'm about to say speaking of not starts but the wide receiver starting versus sitting right now i'm i'm towing the line big fucking time yeah (sighs) i'm sitting here michelle With Allen Robinson, and like we just said, Zach Wilson is a close second to the worst quarterback in the NFL, Justin Fields, which does not fare well for Allen Robinson. I am definitely sitting him this week. He has not broken in the first six weeks of the season, one-third of the season, he has not broken 10 points for half PPR. Yikes. I can't live like this. I can't live like this. Yeah. And, and what? They have Tampa Bay this week, right? They're going to get fucking obliterated. This is ridiculous. I- 
Here's here's the thing. I mean, I think you're right. I think you're right in in sitting him. It's kind of a waste of a roster spot. They don't have they don't have a run game. They don't have a quarterback. They are playing Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay. And I'm looking at this. I mean, his targets are just dwindling, Allen Robinson. Dwindling. Every single game, he's barely scored a touchdown. It's a huge bust. That's a big that's a big old letdown. Not only is it a bust for this week, it's just like a season ending bust i yeah i drafted him way too early apparently Oof. Oof. too definitely bad on that sit. definitely a sit for this week now here's something that is probably against popular belief and i don't even know if i 100 percent agree with myself yet but with russell wilson being out we are already seeing obviously a big difference in fantasy output for the likes mm-hmm. of DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. I have Tyler Lockett in one of my leagues. I love Tyler Lockett. I do but too. Tyler Lockett is also, you know, kind of kind of a boomer bust. He's he's worked his way out of boomer bust. I feel like he's he's definitely more consistent, you know, than he used to be, but he is kind of like not as many receptions, so not great for PPR, but you usually can rely on him for the big catches. You know Mm. what I mean? 50, 60 yarders. So at least you get the yards. I just, I think that he's going to struggle, you know, the longer that Russell Wilson's out. I think DK Metcalf is going to struggle the longer that he's out. So again, and they play New Orleans this week. New Orleans is coming off by Geno Smith at the helm. I don't feel really good about that. Geno you know, Smith at the helm? You don't feel good about Geno Smith at the helm? Uh, How could you not? <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's rough. And it's I like hear 2010 don't... was a good year to be a quarterback for the Jets. <laughs> was is, Has there ever been a year that's been good to be a quarterback, a quarterback for the Jets? Because I think no. Uh, but it's just funny. a little, it's just a little bit scary right now because there's a lot of big names on by. And if you have someone like Lockett or Metcalf, you're like, okay, well, at least I got these guys. I can play them. I don't know, though. I'm just, I don't feel good about it. There might be someone that has a better matchup and you might want to look at playing them. That's that's yes. all I will say about that. It's probably against, like I said, the popular belief. But um, I have Tyler Lockett in one of my leagues. And right now, I have him on the bench instead of, well, I have him on the bench. So I have A.J. Green in, Cortland Sutton, who by the time we are talking about this, I hope that he had a good game. Mm-hmm. And and Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown on, on the Ravens. Because I just like those matchups better than what I see happening for Seattle this week. Yeah. So evaluate the matchups and who else you have. I know it's a, I know it's rough out there with the bye weeks, but I'm a little scared for uh, for the Seattle Seahawks without Russell Wilson. As am I. And I, for the record, for putting it on the air, uh, I would say that I agree with that call of sitting Tyler Lockett for sure. He's not delivering. Um, similarly. Not to get cute when you get to the tight end position. I don't think it's going to be any better for Seattle. Unfortunately, without Russell Wilson, if we're putting in Geno Smith, who I genuinely don't know the last time that he threw a football in a professional football game, um, I would say maybe not Will Disley on Seattle. That might not be the play to try and stream that as a tight end 
I don't know. Yeah, I just think that's getting too cute. Like, this is the thing. You're going to hear us say names that you're probably not normally thinking about, but it's because it's slim pickings. I don't think Will Disley is a good pickup. I don't think that's a good matchup. You probably have, if you're anything like me, you thought Evan Ingram was going to be good, and then he wasn't. And so I just don't think that's a good, you know, play this week. Um, it's, it's, oh, God, this is terrible. And so then, hard. Some other, you know, some other ones that I personally think you avoid. I know Tom Brady throws the ball a lot. I like this matchup against Chicago, but I don't really like O.J. Howard or Cameron Brait, to be honest. Mm. Like, if it ain't Gronk, then it ain't a tight end on the on the I Bucks. Is kind of how I feel. So, um, you might be thinking, "Oop, Tom Brady. Oop, Chicago. Okay, whatever. Tampa, good team." I just don't think you know O.J. Howard and 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 Cameron Brait are the guys that are gonna solve that for you. Is there any? Either or the other, knowing Tom Brady so well, if people were ever in a pinch, would you recommend O.J. Howard over Cameron Brait, given that he had a t- touchdown last week? Uh, I, it's a total push for me. It's a total yeah. push. I, like I said, if it ain't Gronk, Gronk then it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, my cat just meowed again, and he, he agrees. agrees. He, he agrees. agrees. Toby knows. <laughs> uh, last but not least, defenses. Again, a lot of good defenses on by this week. Anyone, Kate, that you feel people should avoid? You know, it's always hard to stay with defenses. I just want to throw out there, flag on the play, that the Patriots have not been having as great of a defensive season as I originally expected. So I did end up, I was like very gung-ho for maybe the first four or five weeks. And um, as of week seven, I have streamed a new defense and I have moved on. So Patriots for me have been a bust, unfortunately. I would also uh, add to that and say we talked a lot about what Derrick Henry did last week. Uh, I think he's on target to do that again. I do not like the Kansas City Chiefs defense this week against the Titans, mainly against Derrick Henry. (laughs) Let's go, Derrick. That's my boy. I know. He's my boy now, too. So I'm, (laughs) I'm all in with you. Okay. Whew, lots to unpack there. Bye weeks are a bitch. Yes, we understand that. Hopefully this was helpful for you. One crazy, wild, sneaky stash that I will throw out there. This is totally from left field. There are talks that Cam Newton may sign to Seattle while Russell is out fixing his finger. Not sure how that will go, but he's probably available. And with all these other things we're talking about, you might need a t- you might need someone that you can trust in the future. Maybe it's Cam. I don't know. You might want to might want to snag him. I don't know. It's not 100% confirmed. We're getting very close to, you know, trade and signing deadlines, you know, at the end of this month. Uh, But if Russell Wilson is going to be out for a few weeks and and Geno Smith ain't doing it, Cam's available. Just saying. Hmm. Very, very sneaky of you. As is your sneaky stashes every week. This is a great addition to this episode. I am so glad we do sneaky stashes. I mean, is Deshaun Watson on sneaky stashes? I don't think so. I think he's got some other um, off-field issues that need to be tended to before he can be throwing the football again. Mm, That's right. Okay. So Cam Newton, it is. You heard it from the expert, QB Sneaky, giving you week seven waiver wire pickup sneaky stashes. Michelle, I think that's the end. 
Is that the end of our episode? We've been going for a while, I just realized. We, we have been going for a while. That brings us to the end of the episode. However, I will remind you that you had one other thing that you wanted to say, even though we only give you just one thing. Somehow you finagled something else into this episode. So just two let things. her rip. Just two let things. So we have a very exciting announcement. And that announcement is that Michelle and I are going on a very luxurious vacation, and we are going to Indianapolis, Indiana, (laughs) home of our arch rivals in the AFC South, the Indianapolis Colts, who are really bad at football, and I look forward to them (laughs) losing this season and not clinching the AFC South. Wow. With that being said, Lucas Oil Field. There's going to be like like ads up for your face in Indy when we get there now for for that comment. I've always wanted a billboard, so hopefully this gets me it, even if it's, uh, yeah. Even if it's Bill Walton. Yeah, no, I'm not even going to. Okay. Um, I am very much looking forward to our trip, which will happen this weekend. So next week we're on the road. Um, we will be delivering, as always, our Monday episodes, which is our Monday 8 a.m. roundup of all of your huddle headlines, every sport you could possibly think of, and more. We'll be bringing you a week recap and looking forward to the new week in headlines um and then next wednesday's draft on drafts will be potentially from lucas oil stadium home of peyton manning formerly and the rest of the colts so we have some fun things cooking up for you you know maybe we'll run into carson wentz who knows just stay tuned on wednesday you never know who's going to be on the show and with that We'll be on the road next week, but we will be in your earballs. Enjoy your week sevens and uh, go get them. Get that winning record. Let's go. Let's go.